I'm Bob Sullivan, the new host of AARP's The Perfect Scam Podcast. And with Frank Abagnale and other top fraud experts, we're bringing you brand new episodes of America's most shocking scam stories. I got an email alerting me to 22 accounts that had been opened up in my name. Scam was masterfully designed. New episodes available now. Subscribe to The Perfect Scam Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Donato's just didn't add bacon to their pizzas. They added bacon to their bacon. It's Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas, each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. I guess I'm introing today. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to Reasonable Wrestling. This is your boy, Chitty Bang. Thank you for listening. We are the raw, the real, the uncut, the unedited, underground of professional wrestling podcast. Thank you for listening. I'm with my co-host, my tag team partner, Mr. AA, always around, Chris the Most High. Say what's up, you boy. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, everybody? Um, it's, um, it's my AC's... My AC's on, but it's awful recording. Um, sweating, and we doing it old school right now at the dining room table at the Brazil. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We're going back in time and updating. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm an Avenger. <laughs> nah. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we have a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, so uh, we're gonna kick off today with both. Obviously, we, we uh, did a War Games review uh, before uh, last week on the last show. Go check that out if you didn't have seen that or listened to that yet. Um, but we also um, did not get to talk about Survivor Series. So right. we, we uh, left off there. Um, and so we got a pay review for you first. Chris, what did you think about the show Survivor Series? Um, I thought it was a decent show. It was a decent show. I didn't, uh, excuse me, I'm, I'm getting some cookies right now. I got the munchies. No cooking? Nah, I'm good. Okay. I thought the show was really a good show. It put over people. Shout out to Pilgrim's Farm if y'all want to send me some cookies. Farm, remember Pepper's Farm? Chessman hit the spot. Rotten? Pilgrim's Farm? Damn, I'm high. Pepper's Farm remembers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I thought the show was good. Um, the women look strong. And the women five on five on five. The men look extremely strong. Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Matt Riddle, Pender, fucking Randy Orton yeah, was dope. Yeah. Uh, Keith Lee, Roman Reigns, that whole sequence was phenomenal. I think that was the high spot for me. Um, for that show, Keith Lee's showing in that show was huge, man. Uh, and that's what was like one of my big takeaways from the show is mm. this Keith Lee's presence. Um, other than that, obviously NXT got the overall 
the overall W, I guess, mm-hmm. over the night. Uh, they had to have Becky win standing tall at the end because, you know, it's Becky wins. But, uh, Becky Lip. Uh, yeah, but Shayna got the win, and I, I didn't see that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I picked Becky to win, but Shayna got the win. And I actually thought it was going to pop, you know? I thought it was going to pop with the Shayna win because I'm a big Shayna fan, um, and I didn't. It was kind of anticlimactic. I don't know. The match didn't, uh, it didn't hit for me. Um, no, the match didn't necessarily hit, um, I don't, I get why they were the main event, but I wouldn't have had the main event, do you know what I mean? Um, it, it, I don't, if Shane was gonna go over, Becky didn't need to get her heat back. Uh-huh. Especially if she's over as she says she is. I mean, Shayna standing tall with NXT roster around her would have been better picture for mm-hmm. the show right now mm-hmm. than, uh, uh, Becky Lynn standing tall, but... Um, you know Becky Lynch. You didn't want to make her look like a, like a like a like a bitch, I guess. <laughs> At the end of the show, um, but because she's the man, I don't know. But yeah, so it, it was just it was all right. You know, it was a good night. I, I, gave, I, gave, I, gave, I gave the night a seven. That three way seven. was good. That three way. Oh, good. what three way? Um, Roddy Shinsuke AJ. Roddy Shinsuke AJ. Yes, absolutely. That three way was nice. Um, I think the match tonight, like, however, was Adam Cole, Pete Dunne. Oh, my uh, goodness, yeah. yeah, but that, that three-way was uh, definitely one of the, the best. That, when that match happened, it was the best match up until that point. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it was Roddy since the age. What do you expect? And I did not expect Roddy to get the victory, too. No, so man, that was, that was, that was huge. That was huge. So, with, with Survivor Series happening, um, of course, we had the rollover of that onto Raw. Um, did you necessarily see the opening of Raw after watching the 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 the, the, the yeah. tag match? Did you see Seth? No. Like, and, and did that move you? Because I watched it, I thought it was good. I thought it dragged on. Okay. And then when the KO stuff, I'm like, okay, we can get the ball rolling. I think. I think that. Uh... I think that I think that Seth did, did his job, you know. I think that I didn't see it coming out of the tag match, but I like that. That's what I took away from Raw. Like that's one of the things I took away was Seth's promo. And Seth has can be great. He can be good on the mic, or he can be like average. And this was good because he, he showed that. He, I, I think that he brought up the CM Punk thing when he responded back to that. I think that the whole roster standing, standing, like you know, outside the ring, and he's trying to be a hypocrite and call them out. It does um, play into who he is, kind of, you know. So, so him being Seth on TV, then you know, should uh, should be good because that's authentic. <laughs> You know, no, but I mean, he has this. He has this thing about this whole thing about Seth not being cool right now. This makes him interesting, at least you know, on at least for the television show. And I thought that hey, it's about damn time. So let Seth get more heel work. I want to see Seth be made the biggest heel in the business. I think that's what WWE's job is right now. From this point forward, slowly build it, but eventually get to a point where Seth is the biggest heel in the business. Uh, don't know what you're gonna have to do to get that to happen. And it's gonna, I popped it's when I, I popped out the end of the night when I thought AOP and uh, oh, you did? together. I, I thought, thought that was kind of corny. I'm thinking that's his bigger J and I'm like, is this his big cap? Is this capital J and J right here? Oh, capital J. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I mean, it does make him 
it, it does make him look even more like a threat. Honestly, they were attacked. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know. But I want to see Seth just uh, be a complete hypocrite again, mm-hmm. and, and just be a complete dickwad, and just go out there and call people out and act like he's just holier than thou, be slayer, kind of agne- agner, like you know, ignorant. I mean, arrogant, kind of like noble guy. Okay. And just completely arrogant, but noble. I've done this. I've done that. You guys should support me, uh, and I'm gonna take it out on you guys until. If, if, until I get my respect and he just takes it on everybody you know so like make him the biggest heel in the business going forward and then you gotta make Kevin Owens your biggest face so from wrong I see that's where they should go I really do have no comment on the Rey Mysterio winning the title because I have no idea where they go from there but I'm glad Rey Mysterio is the United States maybe, champion maybe Rey Mysterio puts over Herberto and Herberto was the United States championship off of Rey uh, they just jumped him on the way to the ring the other night. Uh, I would I mean that that I would love to see that honestly, but because that was supposed to, wasn't that supposed to be Humberto's match against AJ? And yeah, that's how but they had I, I don't think they're gonna put the title on Berto like that. But I think that me, me personally, I, I'm a fan. But he, him and his wife just got their bachelor's degrees in physical therapy. Oh, shout out to education and shout out to Humberto and his wife. You know, uh, speaking of that four way. Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton was in it. Those chops? Oh, my God. Oh, yes. My yeah. Lord, bro. Shout out to Drew McIntyre putting some fire in that ass and Randy. Bam, nigga, that. <laughs> <laughs> you got it on the drop? Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm fucking these cookies up, man. Sorry, hold on. <laughs> Bam, nigga. Bam, nigga. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, what else? I thought um, I wrong. Rusev and Bobby oh, Lashley okay. having some comeuppance. That's cool, but Rusev I just wanted to Matt, end. Rusev the Madman. I just want. It was a good look for him. Honestly, but they, they should have done it like three, four weeks oh ago. God, I don't know. I'm I'm already over with it. They they didn't they didn't do it at the right time. They did it like. The first time they said insinuated Bobby is fucking his wife. Maybe the first time. Maybe they do this. Yeah, then. This, this took a long time. <laughs> you fucking my wife, dog. I got Especially Lana, nigga. Yo. I beat your ass, though. Yo. Off rip, man. Off, uh, off rip. That bitch looked too far. <laughs> yeah, so they did it like a, a month ago. I wouldn't have been, been excited, but it's too late, guys. Just end it. Um, shit. Outside of that, well... See, this is if we don't if we don't know, then you guys need to step it up, step it up on Raw. I'm not sure, not the wrestlers, the whom I like. Yeah, right. The writing, the writing. Uh, we've been talking about Raw for a while, saying that that was the the in terms of their their, their way of navigating the writing. Well, I think has right now, I think, we, I think right now we have something to build on. We got Rey Mysterio as US champion, so we got to see what they do with that. We got to see whose foils are with that. At, at some point in time, Ricochet and Randy Orton are going to turn. Like Randy's going to turn on Ricochet, and we're going to have that match. Yeah. So that's fine. We'll okay. wait on that. We got to see what this AOP thing is because now that they're back, if they're back giving out violence, I'm with it. Okay. And I would love to see AOP Viking Raiders. I still remember AOP kind of being jobbed out like on like some shit like oh. Brock or something. So it's hard for me to say that. I mean, I guess that's, that's the role. Their role is back up. And, then we, and if they do violence, then great. You know, that that's great for them. For Seth. I wanted them to actually go to NXT and be with Finn. 
know that. That's what you said. Yeah, that's yeah, what you said. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then we go to NCB uh, with Finn side by side. You know, and he just formed his own kind of like uh, he's the prince. Kind of, you know, I'm not saying that has to be that, but you know, just Finn can just just have him as backup. But uh, yeah. It was Seth's for it works. I think they took that took my Finn thing. And I'm like, you know what? Let's give it. Let's give it to Seth. <laughs> Say, listen to us either way. <laughs> they listen to us. <laughs> um, uh, outside of that, um, let's roll into SmackDown because SmackDown had aftermath um, storyline wise from Survivor Series. Mm-hmm. Um, it was very lackluster. You said it, what was the point of SmackDown? I agree. I think the first 30 minutes was Robert Roode and Roman Reigns. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yo, how long was that match? Good God. I'm like, how many segments? Whoa. <laughs> you got to give me this shit. Bro, I think it was like three for sure. Good God. Um, it, and I just, we, we just didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't, wasn't for us. Um, that's just being real. It was, hey, you know, it's Roman Reigns doing his thing. Uh, I thought that he needed that victory at Survivor Series, though. So I'm glad they gave him that in that match. Um, but this is not how you piggyback off of it. Like, you, you, you pivot Roman to something that people are going to give a fuck about, and it's not King Corbin. So um, I think what would have been better, seen that. What would have been better is if Roman had got Baron Corbin eliminated, Corbin then how got Roman eliminated, NXT wins, Roman then cuts the promo Saturday, I mean Friday, which was yesterday, saying, yo, Corbin, we need to have a talk because you caught SmackDown. And then Corbin was like, nah, you caught SmackDown because I was the king. And then the jesters jump Roman and give him something. Mm-hmm. It would have made more sense. But here's the thing. SmackDown being on Fox, you need to make somebody look strong on that show. That would If it was a complete SmackDown watch... Uh, it, I think that with them pivoting to Fox, they they needed something. I guess I don't know. That's why I'm, I'm looking no, at it. No, that's that's a good you way know, to look at um, it. And given that Roman win, but you it's just from this point forward, put him into something that's that that matters or is different because Sammy and Shinsuke is right there. You know, do do something with them. You know, I, I would rather see Roman have a, a, a feud with Shinsuke and kind of a championship on the line. Uh, but this Roman King Corbin thing. It's just dreadful uh, the entire way. So that was on SmackDown. On Raw, it's the Raw, it's the Bobby Lana shit. You guys are just sucking the air out of them with those two things. <laughs> you know, and you start the show with that. I don't want to see that shit. Personally, that's just me. So did that take you out on SmackDown? Did you finish watching the show? That took me out to a degree, off jump. Um, and then I finished watching the show and I was disappointed. Uh, and t- like the, the ending was alright, but overall show I was just like okay it's matches yo Smackdown maybe it's a Thanksgiving layover maybe they were as slumped as me after I ate that turkey and they're like uh guys just go out there and put on some matches we're gonna put Roman and Homeboy out there for 30 minutes you guys take it easy just do your thing be safe (laughs) be safe we'll see you next week um but yeah uh hopefully we get some I don't know where they're going with TLC I don't know if they're going to uh, to put TLC with uh, as a dual brand or going to separate the brand shit. So I'm really curious to see where TLC lands or if it's going to be a brand, you know brand specific or not. So and I think that everything will there, bring, I don't know. everything everything because that matters in terms of how you write the show. Everything will very wide hit though. So like I think necessarily I. Th- I think they learned their lesson from last brand split to where you can't have mm-hmm. every other pay-per-view that just too much. You yeah. know what I mean? So you'll combine the shows. You'll make 
you'll have dual shows. Mm-hmm. You'll write them separately with different characters, but you'll have each escalating part to where they need a stipulation. Mm-hmm. Right now, looking at Bobby Lashley and uh, Rusev, it might be a tables match because Bobby went through a table. Mm-hmm. That might be a tables match at TLC. Uh, TLC yeah, for... You're right. Yeah, I mean, TLC, for, you know... I don't know if they want to give Daniel Bryan a ladder match with The Fiend, but that would be fire. That's what I hope they do. Because I was like, they need a stipulation. That, that would be... If they're doing this again, I want, I want a stipulation on the Bray Wyatt-Daniel Bryan uh, match. Uh, I'm a guy, if you give me two matches back-to-back, that second one better be a stipulation. Because I don't want to see two months of a build to the same match. And then just hoping that it's going to be it's better gonna than be the different. first one. You know, or different. You know, like, you know... Uh, and and what it doesn't do for me when they just stick in a false finish or stick in a, a, a return of somebody like that. Uh, you can you know I don't want to just stick that in to make the two matches different. Oh, somebody came and beat somebody up. You know, stick like have the next match be a simulation, and you know let's see where they go. Bray Wyatt with the Fiend grabbing the Fiend title in the red lights and so, like standing tall over Dan Bryan in the ladder match. That's what I want to see. Because I don't think Daniel Bryan should win this title. No, sure. <laughs> nah, that title's too fire. Um, speaking of the new title, um, production-wise, Bray Wyatt, Firefly, Funhouse, best shit on television. Best shit. Also, I, know, I don't I, know how I, satanic I, that was, man. It was a lot of civil. Oh, for oh, sure. It was a lot God. of... He said reptilians. He uh, had the 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 the... the, the, the Horcrux, Baphomet. Oh my god. Yo, man. and they that's just to trigger that's just to trigger people. You know, and I love it because it's it's Bray. It's Bray. You know, the he you takes the, the most demented things. Bro, most. like does this yo do we have time to, yo, can we get this how do we get this script off? We gotta sit down and just have a, a day where we put a if he's if he's this right now demented and demonic then he's he's ready for for what we can like present. You see, he got mercy to buzzer, so he kind of knows sure. like the history of he, him. He, like, he, so trust me, Bray knows. Man. Bray knows the story of uh, Bray Wyatt from Husky, and you know all, all that. He he knows what he looks at it as, and I'm curious to see what that conversation will be like to have with him. Like, well, what do you see Bray Wyatt as in terms of a storyline and your career? Because I because it's clearly more behind all the imagery. Yes, you know, and he. It'll be great. He, about nah, that. he knocked it out of the park. That was great. That was great shit. Um, Bray, Bray killed it. Mm-hmm. Um, outside of that, when SmackDown didn't offer me nothing, um, New Day had a tag match with... Uh... <sighs> shit, I forgot. I forgot. They won. New Day had a tag match with... Um, uh... Who was it? Sorry. Bruh, I, man. They won. <laughs> yeah, they won. They won. See, oh, Smack- Cesaro, Cesaro and Shinsuke. I thought that match was going to be better than it was. I was like, okay, this is going to be... <laughs> and then, yeah. Wait, was, wait, I, wait, I forgot wait. who was in the match. My back. <laughs> <sighs> um, shit, moving forward with the week, man. Um, what, what, you said you had hot takes for AEW, so go Yeah, ahead, you want me to go with my hot takes on AEW, because I'm the AEW correspondent we here. From, we went from uh, Monday to Friday, let's hit the Wednesday night. Alright, so, baby. as I say every single week, I watch AEW, and I, I see a lot of pieces with them, you know? Like, I said this every single week, I see a lot of pieces with them. Um, however, for, for my liking, 
they got to fine tune a lot of stuff mm. when it comes to um, making it so the roster is almost because like, this is always what I want to see in wrestling. I want to see like when you're writing it, it to be somewhat, somewhat of an ecosystem through your wrestling roster. Everybody has their journey because when you attach storytelling to anything, it sells. Storytelling to anything, sports to storytelling to uh, uh, any person's health, health journey. A storytelling to just a story behind it makes everything interesting. Stories what people attach to. Mm-hmm. So I don't think you can make a wrestling company indie like like grow at this point without heavily trying to influx storytelling in some degree. So I see the pieces for that, but it frustrates me when I'm like, this is kind of chaotic, and that's because there is creative control, and I get and I love it, but we can fine tune this so the creative more blends. Because we need to know where these guys are going into their trajectory, or we want to see them grow as trajectory, so we're in t- anticipating the matches. Um, right now, they're just having great matches, and then the things that they're going, that they're putting their time towards, like the Chris Jericho, um, and Chris Jericho's thing with the the inner circle. Inner circle, yeah. It's trash. very, very random. Very. I'm gonna say it one more time. It's trash, man. And I'm not trying. But here's the thing, though. <laughs> Here's the thing about it though it, it hits a niche For certain wrestling fans Like it really does And we're just talking about How Chris Jericho has You know somehow uh, You know Been such a trendsetter You know he Or he follows the trends You know Every time where he goes And he, he, he reinvents himself He reinvents himself You know he, he sees the trend before it happens And he's able to be in front of the wave Instead of ride it um, mm-hmm. Which is an asset of him Which is why he's Um Considered to be such a mainstay, and why he's a a pivotal point, a pivotal um, uh, stake in AEW. My thing is, you know, hold on, a little disclaimer. Right, I'm finna get disrespectful. This motherfucker. Look, he's old. You know what I mean? So like, <laughs> that's the, that's the bottom line. Like, that's just the bottom line. You feel me? Like Jericho has built himself up to where, as a performer, he can still go, but he should not go. You know I mean, I mean like, you can't ever tell somebody not to go. I know he, they won't go. I think it's for one: if he's on the road, still performing; if he's still drinking and partying; if he's still. I mean, I'm not time, sure how much he's drinking and partying. I don't know. He lost the title at a buffet spot. <laughs> if you wasn't smacked, then I don't know what your problem. You're, you're senile. <laughs> so you either old and senile. Hey, I've left things so many places. It doesn't mean I was partying. But honestly, no, that's why I was saying, Chris Jericho, you got to drop the title as soon as possible. As far as for AEW, I sake, that's why I remember t- told you, like, I want to see Moxley up there. And Moxley's a guy. And sure enough, they're going to go with Moxley and Chris Jericho next, it looks like. Because at the end, he uh, had to match with Scorpio Sky. Shout out to Scorpio Sky. You're incredible. I see him being a big piece for the future in AEW. So honestly. I didn't watch that match. Is that something I should go back and watch? Go back and watch it because Scorpio Sky is great. Right, um, and as far as... And I see pieces, like I'm saying. Let me t- tell you, like, I really see pieces. You got to have temples, you know, when you're building a company. For sure. Chris Jericho clearly one of them. Dean Ambrose, I mean, he's saying it. John Moxley, he's, he's, he's a temple. I see other temples that you can grow on. Darby Allen, that guy has a ton of, like, a bright future. The guy has great, great in the ring. I can, I can see he, he gets what he is, and he can present it in a way that's captivating. Uh, of course, MJF, you know, Future Temple. I get that they're trying to build the tag division, but y'all got like a tag division. Like you, you got, you got a tag division. 
Cody got jumped by these new guys that are a tag team that nobody knows who the fuck they are. They're called Blade and Butcher. And then they have a bunny. You know? And I'm not saying that it's bad. I'm just saying that the positioning of Cody Rhodes, or, you know, whatever you want to call him. Cody Rhodes. Cody, Cody Rhodes. After that MJF turn, just having a match with enhancement talent, and then getting jumped by a random tag team was bad booking for me. For me. I think Cody Rhodes should have had some kind of reaction to the MJF turn after he just got bamboozled and had a, 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 a Wait, promo. Wait, this is his first time since? This is his first time back, and that's what they did. And they they hyped it last week. He comes this week, he has a match with enhancement talent, and then gets jumped by people. And another thing about Cody Rhodes being jumped, why does every single time Cody Rhodes gets jumped, he's literally waiting for somebody to just... It's happened like three times. He's just sitting there waiting for somebody to just... Just wail on him. This happened like three times now. Um, figure that shit out. And I know he's trying to use himself to get other people over, but uh, it's not what you want to do. We want to see. Just how, and range and then they give they the, got. then they give us DDP and MJF, and I'm like, <laughs> what? What are you doing <laughs> earlier on the night? And they gave us DDP and MJF, and has no correlation to Cody because they didn't even tie that shit together if they're building towards that match. So I'm like, some kind of fluidity. In type in, in the writing, so the matches and the moments mean something. MJF won a ring that honestly they're saying it was going to be like a year to year thing, but it didn't mean anything. It didn't like they didn't. They just kind of was hey, we got this AEW ring, forty five thousand uh, dollars. They're having a match after this battle royal, and they're going to take it. Like it just was super super sudden. So that ring, if you're doing it like a King of the Ring kind of tournament, or if you're doing this something that's repetitive in your your company. Make it mean something so people actually give a damn, you know? Because MGF should should win that ring, and it should mean something. But then you guys didn't put it in a position where it, it was that impactful, you know? I just think that they need to tighten up a little bit. Uh, the, the tag division um, got to tighten it up. Some kind of fluidity within Ryan. But if you but if you guys want to just put on good matches and then have loose storytelling where it's just like, hey, we're just going to try this shit out. Because Dean Ambrose had an interview. And he, well, John Moxley, damn it. John Moxley had an interview where he's pretty much saying that it's a great atmosphere because everybody's just so creative, which is I think is a plus. I think it's a, a super plus that people are being creative and having the, the opportunity to get their creative control. But you also need some fluidity with that where you guys can collaborate and get to a place where, like, all right, we're all building towards this goal and building these people because you guys have tempos to, for the future. Let's position them the proper way. Um, and because the, the, the frenzy around AEW could die out. And I don't want that to happen. The frenzy is... We've seen it happen with many wrestling companies. TNA. The frenzy happens. People are all on board. And then it dies out over time. If you don't sustain that kind of... Uh, that buzz. You know? So I want to see that happen. And I see it dying out if... There's no kind of fluidity with the, how people are building over time. Uh, but I see that John Moxley's having the best promos... Uh, in AEW, bar none. It's it's just he's he's killing that. He's killing that shit. But uh, really, yeah, he's killing it every single week. Uh, I, for me, I think that he he's killing his promos, and it's exactly what you should be as a. I think because I'm old school with the promos. Like he's just talking his shit, just like old school wrestlers did. I think um, speaking of AEW, they're getting looked into by the Maryland Athletic Commission. Oh yeah, I heard about that. For what? Uh, for their unsanctioned lights out match. Is this um, real? Mm, 
It says former WCW announcer Chris Cruz recently contacted the commission regarding the Omega versus Moxley match. And oh my God! On blading and allowing matches to continue if a performer is bleeding, either intentionally or unintentionally. Guys, um, this is um, I'm reading this from Wrestling Inc. Um, so he, so somebody snitched pretty much. Pretty much. Shit, that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, yo, and John Moxley in the interview, in the interview, he was saying like he sees that as like a work of art. Like that match, and that's like something you put on his mantelpiece and in his history in wrestling. If that's how he feels about it, the more power to them, you know. And I think that made Kenny Omega um, look great. I think that made him look a little tough. But here, one another take on AEW with Kenny Omega. I'm sorry to go back to this, but because I'll get back to that too. Kenny Omega, I would have had him lose to Pac this week. Pack, I would have had him lose to Pack this week, um, and I would have had him, as the story of him being the Bout King. And that belt king's demise because he's be on a losing record, losing to Pac, losing to Pac again, losing to John Moxley, losing to Chris Jericho. Um, did he lose? Wait, was it Chris Jericho? Yeah, he lost to Jericho, I think. Uh, so yeah, all that and have him kind of have a fall of grace and him go like, just become maniacal because I think Kenny Omega can play a, a, a maniac very very well. So having just completely be, be a maniac because he's losing matches and he expects more. He's a perfectionist. He wants to be the best. Make him a complete maniac, and then you build Kenny through that. Uh, and I'm not saying you have him turn heel, but just have him be a maniac. Yeah. And then I would also have Jimmy have approach him like you. Want, I see you're going crazy, but you can only get back there by coming through the darkness. And like if you wanted to have to tell that story, like you know, be dope Jimmy Havoc enticing and Jimmy and Kenny having that battle yeah. of like you know what I mean. That'd be dope. That's you know? a good story. Now, what does a lot? I thought, did they did they bleed during that match, Moxley and Kenny? They just that? fell through glass. There was blood on the back. They didn't blade, but yes, there was cuts on their bodies. They so, were definitely so bleeding. I guess Maryland's athletic commission states that if you bleed, you gotta stop it. I think that's. <sighs> I think that's what I think. But somebody what snitched. That's a that's a crazy thing. And it's somebody from the wrestling community, so they don't. They, somebody who was a WCW announcer or something? Yeah, it's that for Chris Cruz. Damn, wow. I hate it. it was a Chris that was a bitch, but shout out to you, man, for being a pussy nigga. Yeah. Um, now, you said Scorpio Sky and Chris Jericho had a match. This is AEW's first African American person to hold a title, and now that said African American person is in a world title match. You say he had a good match. Did he lose clean? Yeah, he did lost he clean. It was a he had some. He had a really great showing. I wish it wasn't clean, but he did tap. And and, and I think that it's a, it's it's, it's a, it was a television show. We all knew that was gonna, he was going to take the top because yeah, like sure. it was like sure. it was just another um, showing for Scorpio to see him as a solo act, a solo guy in a main event picture. And I think he did a great job. So I think going forward, if you want to, you know. Um, build a black star. He he did. They they might have one in just Scorpio. You know, he's it. Shout out to Scorpio Sky. Put nigga. I'm gonna go back. Like I said, I'm gonna go back and watch the match. And we gonna go ahead and, and I'm gonna give my review on my guy. But speaking of black performers and being strong and holding titles and being in the limelight and performing well, 
our booking black statement. We didn't have one last week, or was it the week before last? We didn't have one. We broke our streak. Yeah, man. Uh, but now we got a we got a booking black this week. And Leo Rush. Um, right now, Leo is in a cruise. He's in the cruiserweight. He's the cruiserweight champion. He's on NXT. Um, he's in a feud with Angel Garza. I see him kind of an aggressor right now. No, um, but no, nah, he's just defending. He's just defending his woman, and he's defending his pride. You know, he tried to be nice. Leo Rush tried to approach things as a gentleman, as a guy who just came out. You know, he came back. He was like, "I'm a new, new Leo Rush. I'm here. I'm determined. Uh, I love this." And he came out. And he showed out. He's having great matches, yes. by the way. But um, they're telling the story of Leo just being a good guy. You know, he went to shake his hand, the guy slapped him in the face. And then he, they had their match, and he took his pants off in front of his wife. Like, yo, this is, this is storytelling. Like, yo, you're going to, you know, you're going to respect the chat. respect me, dog. Yeah, you're going to yeah. respect me, you know? Yeah. Uh, so um, they might need to put some of those clips they're putting online, maybe on TV. Uh, but, yeah, I think that that's the story they're telling with him. And I think Book and Black, they're doing a good job with Leo Rush. I think I got to give him props for, for that. And I like the just basic storytelling on that. Like, just basic, he did this, I'm going to do this. He did this, oh, you don't, all right, we got beef, you know? And I'm, and every time I, I see you, you it's going to be on. It's going to be on site. And I like the fact they're, they're putting Leo Rush in that position. Um, and he's having phenomenal matches, like I said. No, my, and I, Andrew Garza is a great foil. Um, he You know, he's a dislikable guy that mm-hmm. is going to do... Just as much bumping as Leo does, and make someone look like a million bucks mm-hmm. like Leo does. So, um, to, to to instead of have the instead of having the baby face be in retreat mode and having the baby face in aggressive in an aggressive mode, I like that. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, it, it adds a different dynamic to where you're yeah. like, okay, I do support that. You yeah, a mean? little layer in, in in Leo Rush, you know, so you know that yo, he ain't no bitch. And he'll, you know, take somebody out if they disrespect him as a, as a, and he respects himself. So, as a baby face, you don't always have to look like a regret, uh, look like the, you know. The, 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 you know, the typical, you typical know. Typical anti, you know, conflict. Or, you know what I mean? Don't yeah, not, yeah, you know. Yeah, for, yeah I know what you, you mean. Know what I, mean? Like, I don't accept the conflict. I don't, you know. Yeah. Oh, no need for conflict. Yeah, <laughs> bitch, that's like, yeah, that's not a conflict, nigga. What's happening? Yeah, man. <laughs> um, shit. So, what do you see going forward with Leo Rush? Who do you see potential opponents for Leo? Rush? Um, I want to see him and Angel Garza one more time. Maybe uh, have a, a third match. Okay. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I I'm, I hate to say, it, but you got. I mean, I don't. Mean, they can just go. They can just go. They don't need a stipulation, but. I, I'm always curious to see how people will link up in different types of matches, oh. or either add some a third person to this what angle. Would be, what would be the what would be the stipulation? Though? That's what I would think. Maybe do they have submission moves? I don't know. No, they're not. No, I would. I would. I would. I, would, I, mean, I mean, they did. They did too many ladder matches. They did too many ladder matches recently, so I can't say ladder match. No disqualification, maybe. Okay. Yeah. No disqualification. I'll be. I'll be curious to see where, where they can go with that. Um, and you know, whoever wins, you bring up somebody from the Cruiserweight division, like maybe even have Swerve in, 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 in flux into oh, the picture because he's been on 205 Live, Swerve, you know, and, uh, Swerve and Leo. So, I think Leo Swerve and Leo will be a really great angle. 
Um, even if they make it a triple threat with sort of Leon Angel, uh, I think that would be ill. So I want to, yeah. So put those guys in together and see what happens. I think it'll be crazy. Um, now, since we are talking about Book and Black, I have a conversation on Twitter that's going to bleed into here um, where we talked about Triple H. And um, with, with, with that being said, it was a lot of discussion of how we perceive Triple H. You know what I mean? Right now, with Leo Rush with the push and with Keith Lee looking real dominant, with the signing of Dio uh, Madden and Shane Strickland mm-hmm. and, you know, Affirmation ACH and uh, um, with Street Profits getting the, the, the like, that's all NXT. Mm-hmm. That, that's, that's an eccentric, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, that, that's, that's NXT signing him at the, that's, that's, I mean, that's Triple H signing him at the end yeah. of the joint. Um, his position within, quote unquote, the culture, you know, not just the wrestling community, but the culture. And is he an ally? Is is he? I mean, he's an ally to to the degree that he can be. You know, um, he like he's a he's a CEO. You know, and uh, as far as Triple H goes, uh, he has some flaws in his track record. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. You know, but I think he generally. Uh, Wants the best for the business and, and the best for uh, the people in the business, and that includes uh, Black Americans, you know, and Black, you know, just Black people in general. I think that he has, I don't know, I don't, but I don't. You never know somebody's heart, but you said like, you know, he's he has a pulse on like the the culture, you know. He's he and him and Westside Gun, um, no, I mean him and uh, Wale was it him and mm-hmm. him Wale, Wale. Uh, uh, you know, I know Paul Heyman's really cool with Westside Gun, but. Uh, but um, yeah, you know, I think that Triple H has rehabilitated over time his image, you know, and, and everything he's done with NXT and his own, I think, is a testament to his dedication and commitment to the business and itself, and creating his own uh, niche and that I think has taken off in a in a, in a huge way. Um, I mean, it's just undeniable the force that NXT is. But uh, as far as um. The ACH thing, like, like, it's really just that just happened, and uh, that might be a lack of foresight, you know, to let things like that happen. However, like I said last week, he ACH should have approached this a little, a certain maybe a certain way, where uh, it's a little bit more conducive to a conversation further, uh, whether it's with the company or whether with the people outside in the culture, you know. So if you if you're if you're if you're doing this for the culture and you're that upset either you're going to have a conversation with the people that you're working for and resolve it over time or you're going to have a conversation with the people outside for the culture and say hey this is what I mean by for the culture we sh- we need to have our spot in this industry and, and preach it and, and, and push it forward so um, but I didn't mean to hijack and go back to the ACH conversation no, but, but Triple yeah. H I think uh, did I think that's not who he is, I, you know. As far as that that incident, I, I mean, that's from and that's me as an outlooker. I can't say I know the guy personally, but For sure. Um, but when you when you look at people's track record and you look at things over time, people can grow, you know. Now, with that being said, I I, I 
think that I see Triple H as A-Rod. You know what I mean? Like, a great before, you know, smudges and scandal came upon his name to question how great he is. You mean like the steroids? Not even necessarily the steroids um, with Triple H, but my thing... No, not with Triple H, with A-Rod. The steroids was what... Tarnish his record. No, just A Rod being a bad guy. He does it for the money. He, you know, he doesn't make a team good. Okay. Like it's everything with A Rod. Okay. Like it's everything of A Rod. A Rod, you know what I mean. But A Rod said he took two hundred fifty-six million down in Texas because he felt like he can make Texas be better. Okay. You know what I mean? Like A Rod goes to New York and switches, knowing that he's a better shortstop than Derek Jeter, moves to third base. You know, but you know, but he always, it's, you know, he, knowing he's better. He put his ego to the side, but then he suffered because defensively he wasn't as good. Mm-hmm. Then he never, you know. It, but, every, he, but he was also good because of the steroids to some degree. So asterisk. No, no, I mean, not necessarily. You know, and with Triple H, to bring it back, I guess there's an asterisk to some degree with some of the ways he came up. Well, like, I mean, not, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that. I think the conversation is a little bit more in-depth than just the asterisk of the steroids. Or, like I said, it's the totality. I think we have a lot of bit of rumor in the window on Triple H's name and it, it kind of it kind of yeah uh, uh, it's a uh, exactly it's, it, and his name gets a little bit of uh, un, des, un um, deserved rep you know what I mean yeah. like again he bar- you know he buried he was known as the shovel yeah you know what I mean he buried younger talent but he builds NXT yeah he builds NXT which, which is nothing but younger talent you know what I mean it gets them over and gets them exposure like uh-huh. so did he change over time or was that always him? Was that storyline? Was that him playing a character? You know what I mean? Because from all of what we've seen of Paul Levesque, that guy is fucking fantastic. And, if, and if and if this and that's why I wanted your place to say something about this incident and I know it's just a t shirt to him probably, but I wanted to speak on it a little bit to show that hey, you know, they're gonna grow from this too. You know, just a just a statement like, Hey, this was we understand that this was unacceptable and we're not going to let this happen again. Or, you know, just a statement to say, we understand we did something wrong, you know, going forward. We understand that um, something was, was happened that, we, that people did not like. And then moving forward, have that conversation where it's like, hey, you know, we, we're going to never let this happen again. And that's what I expected from him. But I, I you know, think- so I never would... And I understand it to him, it's just a t-shirt. It's just a t-shirt. I mean, I don't but even necessarily it, think that, that. But that's growth a, over time, you know, and, and it, with continual foresight and continual, like, you know. I, I don't necessarily, and, and, and this is where I don't want to push too, pack, too far back on it because, again, we're arguing, again, a man we don't know morally or where he stands. But business-wise, we, we, come, yeah. we, talk, we talk about looking at wrestling from a business perspective. You know what I mean? He could have addressed that, and that would have made Triple H look good to a subset of people. I feel you. That subset of people do matter. You know what I mean? But he And he also shows that with the other people that are within the company that are in favor. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Cedric is TV. Main event of a big dog on Raw. You know what I mean? Like, jumping off the Titan Tron. We were giving Cedric props. The street, like again, the, the no, street, the people that he's putting yeah, in the position, putting to position so, putting so yeah. for this to be kind of a oversight, I guess, in in the grand scheme of business, it wasn't in his sight to see. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean, almost. You yeah, know? And, and I don't want 
again, when we talk about business and like, man, again, this conversation came up as well between us is because I watched 1997 Raw after Survivor Series when Sean was the guy. And Sean has the mic and, and Triple H is in the background with Rick Rude in China. And that that quote-unquote flunky, the sidekick, the second piece is is the most influential person in the business right now from from a, like a legit powerful stand not yeah. a performer not you know not yeah. you know like from the inside psyche like he's he's fucking Ultron right now dog <laughs> where he's infiltrated a physical form within within the, the business like I, like I said his dedication to to the art and to build what he's created with NXT is a testament to his you know passion for the business and passion for you know pushing it forward so at the end of the day um He's good. He, he, you know, he's good. He's good in my book. But I do think that, uh, as a company, not even just Triple H, as a company, it should be acknowledged. Like, hey, this is not gonna happen again. We we understand something was wrong here, and that's it. And that's pretty much it. You know, with the ACH thing, and as far as Triple H goes, uh, but what would it cool. come? What would again? That goes back to our thing, with our bigger macro conversation. What within the company shows that they even outside of. Outside of giving us a platform to be seen, what have we seen internally that shows that the company cares marginally of what matters to us? I don't know. I'm just telling you that's what I, I, I would I, like. I know. You I, know? I, I, and, I mean, but and, and you're right. I, I, I've, and, I've, but, I've been having that and having but, that conversation. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this happened. Granted, and this is minute. It's big to us, yeah. but on a company level, this is minute. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean. So, and I'm gonna always speak how I feel as far as um, with with topics to that to, to that sensitivity. And I'm not saying what will happen is what they should do. I'm saying as far as what I would uh, make me feel more comfortable. You know, as far as you know how yeah, you know, like Gucci did the whole thing with Dapper Dan. They they hired Dapper Dan and said, hey, he's gonna make sure that this stuff doesn't happen again. We're actually gonna hire people. To make sure that this didn't happen, and they're gonna, and then we're gonna put out a um a, a statement, and it's gonna be on our website forever, that you guys can look on it and see. Hey, you tell us if we're doing what do, doing things right the right way, you know. That's what they did to make a big deal about it, to make sure they say, hey, we understand. So now WWE, make sure that we know you understand. If you don't, if we don't care, then I guess we don't care. Right. You know, I guess you guess you don't care, and we that we just gotta deal with it. But that's how I ideally, you know, that's how I would expect things to move forward. Um, but or but I, this this is this is pretty much done though. Yeah, I, I'm pretty pretty sure this is. Over. <laughs> <laughs> um, and with that being said, looks like the show we got we had a pretty efficient show. Mm-hmm. Um, ran through Survivor Series. Um, that was quick. Our, our high spots of Survivor yeah. Series. Um, Raw SmackDown. Was pretty much mad this week, so mm-hmm. we were we have stuff to look forward to kind of next week. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? The building of Daniel Bryan and Bray Wyatt, um, seeing what AOP and Seth Rollins then, um, shit like that. Seeing if Kevin Owens is gonna build to be the biggest yeah. baby face in the company. Um, but outside of that, man, that yeah, that was that was kind of the week. We did our book in black. Yeah, we, we did. Good. We're good. Lives. That was the week that was, guys. Thank you for listening. I appreciate all you guys, all y'all, from day one till day what, what episode we are. We're at episode seventy nine, man. Episode 79. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. And um, peace out. See you next week. Peace. 
two kinds of bacon and all kinds of delicious. Say hello to Donato's new Bacon Duo pizzas. Two pizzas each with two kinds of bacon. Try the new Pepperoni Bacon Duo with pepperoni, Canadian bacon, and hardwood smoked bacon. And the Chipotle Bacon Duo with Canadian bacon and Chipotle seasoned bacon. Now get $2 off a large Bacon Duo or any large pizza. Use promo code 2. Donato's. Every piece is important. At Zenni, we believe everyone deserves access to high-quality, affordable eyewear. That's why we offer stylish prescription glasses for men, women, and kids starting at just $6.95. Our online factory direct model cuts out the middlemen, so you save. At Zenni, you get the same quality frame and lens options that you'd get from an optician for one-tenth of the price, including blue blockers, progressives, prescription sunglasses, and more. The best part? Try on any frame, anywhere with our 3D virtual try-on. Zenni.com. Eyewear for everyone.